Today on the Name a Better Duo podcast, we have Jalisa. Jalisa is a wellness practitioner who started her yoga journey in 2012 and is now a yoga teacher. She instantly saw the physical results of taking classes, but it wasn't until she started consistently taking class at SEY in 2017 that she discovered all that yoga encompasses. Struggling with the woes of being a traveling consultant and navigating the corporate world, Jalisa began to seek ways to decrease her stress and anxiety. She turned to meditation. Through meditation, Jalisa experienced a deeper connection to herself, greater inner peace, and a balanced life. After practicing various forms of meditation, she decided to take her practice a step further by attending the Jivana Meditation Teacher Training in 2018. Flowing with Jalisa, you can expect to experience postures in a way that feel good to your body while vibing out to music that speaks to the soul. You'll leave each class ready to take on the world with love. In addition to yoga and meditation, Jalisa is a journaling enthusiast who loves to guide others in their healing journey through writing your words your way. Welcome, Jalisa. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I was a little nervous. Just because you never know, like, I'm like, what is, what am I going to be asked? What are we going to be talking about? I kind of know what we're going to be talking about, but I was just like, oh, what am I going to say? No. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have you. I know this conversation is going to be good. We were just sitting here reminiscing before we got on here (laughs) about sixth grade. We've known each other for a long time. Sixth grade, I had a birthday party, a sleepover, and we were dancing to No Scrubs, TLC. That just came out. That's how old we are. (laughs) That's how far, look, look, let's not date ourselves, but (laughs) that's how far back we go. So this is just a good, like, reunion and a fun time to talk about what you're doing now. And I'm so excited to see the things that you're doing now. But the people want to know first, before we get started with the questions, we like to play a game called the people want to know so they can get to know you a little bit outside of the conversation that we're going to dive into. So the first thing, Jalisa, that the people want to know, if you could hear any song for the first time, you know, that one song that when you first heard it, you like, this is my jam. (laughs) What would that song be? Oh, I'm such an old lady. Um, so don't laugh at me, but always and forever by Heatwave. Like yes. I remember <laughs> I remember being a little kid and like hearing it. it like, don't y'all like on Nick at night, you be sleeping like in the middle of the night, be playing mm-hmm. those little um CD commercials like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so like when I first I was just like, oh my goodness. As a kid, I was like, this is how I know I was old, so young, because Yes. Hey, come on. Yeah, that's my that's my right. That's my you know, now look, you're dating us again because them CDs, <laughs> them late night CDs. I used to be like, I need that. Um, let me right. order twelve ninety nine, however much it was, plus shipment. <laughs> like we knew what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Didn't have no a clue. clue. Didn't no. have a clue. I love that. That's a good one. Okay, so the next thing that people want to know, Jalisa, who or what do you go to for pick me up? Other than yoga and meditation, um, if I'm in the house and I'm kind of feeling down or I feel like my energy's low, I go to a comedy. Like I watch a stand-up or um or just a old movie, like a low down dirty shame or something random that makes me laugh like Martin. Yeah. Like I've never seen it before. I'll just watch it over and it usually um picks me up every time. I love it because I do the same, like Honestly, in some of my lowest moments, I go to stand-up comedy or a funny movie. And it's funny you bring up Low Down Dirty Shame because I just did a TikTok of that with Crazy Jada and that little... Oh, I gotta go watch that. Oh my goodness, she was hilarious in that movie. So that's good. I love that. Okay, last thing that people want to know. What items do you never leave the house without? Mm, My AirPods and my phone. Mm. Because at any time, I might need to hear something, like some music, Mm -hmm. um, a melody, something going on to calm me down, or, you know, you never know when you need it. That's good. That's good. That's a a good combo. I hate when I get to the gym and I don't (laughs) have my AirPods. It's just like ruins the whole workout for me. <laughs> like, I, I got to go back home. I can't work out. I need. <laughs> but listen, I always keep the ones with the cord in my car. So then I have to wear those and try to work it. It's just not, it's not the same. The same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> not the same. But I do have a backup just in case. All right. Well, let's hop into the people got to know you. Okay. But now we're going <laughs> to talk a little bit about your profession of yoga. Uh, first thing I want to ask is, how has yoga changed your life? 
man that's um very loaded mm-hmm. um because while I do do yoga as a professional but I'm also a, um, a consultant too so okay. and that's kind of how it started I know we'll get there but that's kind of how it started but it's really changed the way I think about things the way I see myself the way I see the people around me the way I see life um I have an affirmation that I use. It says, I'm aware of the things that require my patience versus the things that require my release. And that's what yoga has done for me. That's how it's changed my life. I'm about to write that down. That is so good. (laughs) That is words to live by, honestly. Patience is something I've been working on because I'm realizing I didn't have a whole lot of it. I <laughs> I'll be completely transparent. So, you know, I live by myself for a, a long time and I just moved back home recently. And so I'm around family all the time. I'm around just different ways of life, living life, you know, yeah. different lifestyle, you know, and I realized who, if, if I say like, you know, one of my aspirations is to have a family of my own, I have to develop some patience. You know, uh-huh. everything's yeah. not going to be your way. You, everybody doesn't do things your way, and so that's that's words to live by. I love. I that. can I can definitely relate in the being by it's being by yourself for a while because it's just mm-hmm. like you're used to things kind of just being mm-hmm. this way, and then when other people kind of come to your space, it kind of rattles it, right? Mm-hmm. It disturbs. It's just like no, 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 that's not supposed to be right there. No, 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 right. don't do that. It's like we don't have no control. Relax, and you gotta tell yourself that, like, yeah, relax. Cause your way isn't the only way. And like, honestly, I'm like, why would you do it? Like, this? Is, <laughs> why would you do things this way? But your way isn't the only way and you cannot control every, it's a, it's a good method for life. Like you can't control every situation. There's some things that are totally, completely out of your control. And that's where that release comes in. So I love that. I love that. So you, you started to tell us a little bit, how did your, your yoga journey begin? Um, so yoga, I guess, like, kind of when I was younger, like, you would see, like, the little DVDs, like, um, sorry if I offend anybody, but, like, the white skinned women on the DVDs kind of just doing yoga. Um, you think, I'm thinking, oh, it's just a stretching exercise, right? Yeah. But in 2012, I had a friend, um, Tamisha Ponder, <laughs> um, who got their yoga certification, teaching certification, and she started teaching. And at first, I was just going to support you know, it's my friend. She's doing something new. I want to see what's about. But then as I was in class, I kind of started seeing like the physical piece of it and kind of what it did to my body, like from the beginning of class to the end of class and from week to week after I kept going. I was just like, oh, this is nice. Like my arms are torn. Like I just started seeing like those physical aspects of the yoga. Um, but it wasn't until 2017 at the at my um place of employment it was stressing me out I was I began traveling so it would kind of be like on Sunday night I would get on the airplane go to wherever I had to go to on Thursday night I would get back on that plane and go back home and the stress of only getting to see my the people that I care about and love on the weekends and mm-hmm. having to do everything on the weekends it just became very very stressful yeah um so at first I didn't necessarily t- turn to quote unquote yoga, but I turned to meditation. Okay. Um, and that's really what kicked off my, I guess what I would say my asana practice because yoga is like an eight limb path. So it's like several things in it, which okay. we can talk about. But mm-hmm. one of the things is meditation. And that's the piece that where I started. And then I moved into the piece called asana, which is the postures. That's what people, that's what people are typically doing. And that's what people typically relate to being yoga solely okay Okay. is that movement that you see are those postures that you see people doing so um yeah just the stress of work literally is what brought me to yoga and then I started seeing all of the other aspects that yoga had to offer Mm -hmm. and how it wasn't just this asana practice or just this posture practice it was this self-exploration practice Mm -hmm. that helped me to see myself and to see other people kind of just for what it is without kind of like a lot of judgment and a lot of attachment. I know it's kind of like a long way around it, but. No, I love that. And you said it's, uh, what is the terminology for the type of practice with the meditation? Okay, so meditation is just typically um, meditation or dhyana. So it's like, it's called a, so within yoga, start from there. There's an eight limb path. Um, There's the yamas, the niyamas. Um, So the yamas are kind of what we're talking about, like some of the restraints in life. Um, So it'll be something like nonviolence. 
Um, and that's typically that's the first principle of that. And with nonviolence, we're not just talking about like physical harm. We're talking about like mental harm, emotional harm, not only to like other people, but to ourselves. Like when we're talking negatively on ourselves, yes. that's violence. Absolutely. That's right. suffering. Like mm-hmm. so things like that. Um, what else? Trying to truthfulness just being honest just speaking your truth and not being nasty in it but being kind in it um not avoiding conversations and things like that but just being genuinely yourself being standing in your truth um there's not stealing and that's not like I'm stealing a plant behind you that beautiful plant behind you because I love plants Mm -hmm. that's we're not talking about that type of stealing. we're talking about stealing energy stealing time like for your once again for other people for yourself like there's so many things in it, but I'll keep going. So <laughs> the um the niyamas, which are kind of like our um positive duties of like the observances, so like the cleanliness, like coming to things with pure mind, pure attitude, pure actions, um, surrendering to God's will or surrendering to the universe or surrendering to life, self-study. Um, and then there's the asanas, which is what we were talking about, the postures and what people typically correlate to being just yoga um is that movement of the body and then we have pranayama which is one of my favorites too which is that breath work breathing um so that's that is all all yoga right um the pratahara which is the sense of withdrawal um the dharana the just being able to focus and concentrate on something then there's meditation the dhyana and then the highest one is bliss and right, that's what we're all trying to achieve, this place of enlightenment, this place of bliss, which is samadhi. So that's the eight one path, and that is yoga. Like all of those things are yoga. I love that you provided that breakdown because I think a lot of people hear yoga and they just think uncomfortable stretches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's all they think about. But how important is it for you to like, because there's levels to it. Like those are like, it's like you graduate from one level to the next with yeah. that breakdown. Like how important is it to kind of go on that journey or that exploration of, you know, like, and how do you, because I know for me, sometimes I just want to stretch. So I'll throw on a yoga video on YouTube. Yeah. But like, how do you get to that point where you're like learning all the levels? Like, is that something that you have to like, take classes for like what what is that process I I say it's a practice so it's kind of an every everyday thing yeah classes are great because you can be led by people who know how to lead in a way that's comfortable for you yeah you know what I mean um and it's not a step-by-step thing it's kind of like a all-encompassing thing and a and that one day at a time thing, not like a, oh, I need to be able to do all these things at once, right? Like, it's just day by day. Like, maybe today I focus on breath all day. Like, maybe today my point is to anytime I feel like I'm flustered, I'm just going to breathe. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you've done yoga for the day. Okay. Okay. So they're all components of yoga. They're all I love yoga. I love that you brought that up with the breath work because I was telling you like that's something that I just recently started doing and I noticed the release in that. I say this often like you don't realize how many times throughout the day you just subconsciously take a sigh like like I think your body knows to naturally do that to release the just built up stress yeah that energy let that out exactly exactly so I think that it's so important that you find those practices and it may not be all of them you know it might just be certain parts that your body responds positively to but I know for me that breath work is very very important and it's helped me a lot with you know just dealing with anxiety and you know becoming overwhelmed and like I think that we as a people who are so often on the go ignore those those feelings you know yeah. and those experiences and your body will at some point make you respond you know <laughs> even if it is just with a sigh of relief so I think that that breath work is so so very important um what would you say to people who do look at yoga as just like you know what I'm not flexible enough for that that's all it is like what, how would you respond to those people 
typically because you get that all the time like i'm not flexible enough to go to yoga and it's like that's exactly why you should come <laughs> exactly, right. that's one of the that's one of the benefits to it too the especially like i said the asana the posture part is that flexibility if that's something that you know that you're not and you need to be a little bit more limber or mm-hmm. you know you can't necessarily bend over without aches and pains mm-hmm. you definitely should be seeing about doing some of those postures because they definitely help relieve the stress in the body that disease because disease literally all in the body be from being all that tension we hold like we were just talking about the breath and how something as simple as a sigh releases a little tension sometimes our breath is so shallow we don't even realize it we got elevated stress levels, so much tension in the body, imbalances, and it's just like, what, what, what's really going on here? And when you go to a yoga class, there's automatically typically that breath work, that breath component in it, um, the physical component where you're able to move your body, where you're able to connect the two mm-hmm. and get some actual relief and release from your body mm-hmm. and your mind at the same time. It's like a two for one. Yeah, yeah. I know you also lead sound baths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is that? Does that fall under yoga or is that a totally separate practice? How does that work? I don't know if that counts like as like uh, yoga. I guess it could because of meditation. Technically, sound bath is a form of meditation. So yeah, okay. I guess that technically is the same thing. Um, but yeah, that it falls under it. Um, yeah, I love sound bath. Sound bath. Everyone gets a different experience. Like. After I do, because I do it every other Sunday, and every time I teach, someone comes up to me and tells me like a different experience that they've had. I've had people tell me, of course, they think like, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> sometimes there's people snoring in the class and it kind of disrupts other people a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're so, that's how relaxed they are to be in a studio mm-hmm. and to just literally go to sleep right your snow yeah like so I've had people say that I had people say that they've seen meadows I've had recently someone said that it felt like they were on Star Trek um <laughs> okay <laughs> um it just took them to another place and they had a few visions like they received messages I I've gotten I've gotten so many responses to sound bad mm-hmm with that, let's go into the spiritual aspect of those practices. Like how, how do you relate to yoga, sound baths on a spiritual level? And how do you respond to those who may have a, you know, just look at it in a negative light, whereas they're like, what, if, what am I doing here? You know, it's, it's new for a lot of people. How do you respond to that? Um, I guess... Some people typically, I guess as we're going in line with this, but a lot of people related to maybe being like a religious-based practice. Mm -hmm. And while religions can use it, different religions, you know, they can use it for different spiritual practices, but it's just that it's a practice, right? Um, So every day we're practicing. Every day we wake up, we are blessed to see another day. We get to practice all over again, that other opportunity to keep doing it over and over and over again. Um, So I would say open, I guess, open your mind a little bit um, and just kind of see, kind of, I guess, unlearn the thing that you think you know, because the smartest person knows that they don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess I would, yeah, I guess it does that. Sorry, does that answer that? <laughs> that like, completely answers it. I think that yeah. we do learn a lot of uh traditions. You yeah, know? We, yeah. like a lot of religions are built on traditions. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there can be religious traditions, cultural traditions, just yeah. certain things that we are brought up to believe. But I think that one of the things that comes with adulthood is you know learning yourself and what you believe and what practices you want to implement what works for you and what works for you and also a big part of it is where your heart is and what you're doing you know like your intention for it right Um, exactly exactly is your you know are you what are you choosing to worship or what are you choosing to make your you know focus or your god or whatever um so I think that that's where a lot of that comes in but if you are finding I think that people are nowadays 
not everyone, but a lot of people are starting to be more open yeah. because, there, you know, there was a time, you know, growing, growing up as a Christian that you don't do therapy, you don't, you know, don't do a lot of things, <laughs> you don't seek outside counseling, you don't do those things and go to the Lord, you know, but it's like, sometimes you I think you'd be true. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. I can go to the Lord and I can go to my therapist because this therapist has some tools and some practical tools that I may not know, you know? So I think that, you know, I, I love that people are starting to be more self-aware and trying to get to their best selves and realizing that it does take help. When we say it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to just go through life, okay? Raise me, raise us. <laughs> like it it really does you you need I know for me like therapy has been a big help um exercising to me can be yes. a, a practice you know it is a practice you, can, yeah. you can look at it as a spiritual practice because I know the endorphins that I release when I exercise helps me be a better person you know and I feel that it's the same way when it comes to yoga and all the other you know whatever practice that someone may choose it's all about your intention all about your intention I totally agree with that you can use it if you if you have a specific religious background or whatever you you know however you see it you can still do both like we were just saying two things can be true you can do both like it's just your intention behind it you can meditate do yoga I mean prayer is talking to God meditations listen you gotta shut up to hear what what you receiving that part you got to be still yeah you got to breathe yeah to know to even hear like you were talking earlier we're so going here going there in a rush doing this doing that most of us don't even take time to stop and just be still to breathe to figure out whether our breath is shallow or not whether our shoulders are up here and our ears and we need to bring them down when we need to unclench the jaw just yeah. relax the face because mm-hmm. we're moving so quickly you can't even stop and I think that's what yoga and meditation does right it gives you that opportunity to kind of if you want to put it in this term hear what God has to say mm-hmm. you shut up and you listen okay and like even with that example like how many times if you've ever had a, a physical trainer like you're you think you're mimicking what they're doing and they're not no release your your shoulders you know stretch your you know do whatever you don't even see those things that you're doing is what I'm saying you know and sometimes you need that that other voice <laughs> to kind of see you because we don't see ourselves we're the only person that never sees ourselves you know all we mm-hmm. see is the reflection in the mirror mm-hmm. sometimes we need that other set of eyes or that other sounding board to be able to see ourselves and realize listen I am holding on to this trauma from when I was six years old and don't even realize it, you know, like something, something that big can be, you know, it can stunt your growth. (laughs) So it's important if we want to get to our best selves to kind of notice that and and implement new practices. Um, You mentioned that you are a consultant professionally. Um, Talk a little bit about that and how, you know, your yoga has, you know, helped that as well. Um, so yes, I am an ERP. It's like, um, I don't know, I never know how to explain what I do, but, um, (laughs) don't you know, like, I don't know if you've heard like a human resource information system. So I am a consultant for that. Um, if you have a human resource department and you do like a timesheet online or you do, um, your, your, um, what is it? Your absence requests online and all of that. I will be the person to implement that into your system and give you a business process around how to do that effectively. Okay. Well, that's what I do during the day. <laughs> um, and it's stressful because it's, it's, it's tech, it's IT, right? It's very demanding of your time. I work a lot of hours. Um, so even being able to implement this for me has been such a big help because I've learned the better time management, knowing how to say no, mm-hmm. be a complete yes. sentence. Like, I know I work here. This is my place of employment and I'm super grateful for it. But in order for me to function um, at my highest capacity or at my best level as my best self, I got to put some boundaries around some things um, that includes my time. I love that you brought up that word boundaries because that is something that <laughs> I am learning in in every aspect of life, professionally, personally. Mm-hmm. Like you really have to learn a lot of the a lot of the times that we get stressed out is because we haven't set boundaries. It's because we've said yes to people when we should have said no. 
you know, and and we take on more than we even are created to chew. <laughs> so I think setting boundaries is such a healthy, necessary practice <laughs> that everyone should should use, you know. I've, um, I've had people sometimes be like, you are very, I don't know, strict with your boundaries. And I'm just like, that's where my peace is. Like, I can't let you take my, like, if I don't have nothing else, I got my peace. That's something, I always tell my class, like, that's something no one can take from you. No one can borrow it from you. Like, your peace, mm-hmm. that's all you. That's, that's you. That's you. You have control. And what we have to realize, like, even when you talk about setting boundaries at work, like, you they will let you go and tell you to leave that same day, you know, where we'll have to give two weeks notice, you know, we have to ask for permission to go on vacation or take some time off. Like, (laughs) I am just, you know, it's so important to me that we learn to love and respect ourselves and know our worth and our value, even in the workplace. Because we, sometimes we can live in fear. I should be grateful to have a job. Yes be grateful mm-hmm. however know your worth and know your value and know what you bring your company <laughs> and know and realize that they will not give you that same amount of respect if they wanted to if that company shut down today it shut down today <laughs> so yeah that's that's all I'm saying on that respect <laughs> and that's why um my next venture in my mm-hmm. my life and my careers in life is going to be creating something for that exactly that workplace wellness because I know what it feels like yeah and I want to be able to show people how that peace can feel like for them too because it's not like not saying like everyone's gonna like leave their job and become an entrepreneur or anything like that but because that might not be the story for everybody but for the story for the people who are needing to still work and you know provide and you know do basically what they have to do to survive every day there's got to be a better way for them to be able to show up at work um, so it's not even just a benefit to the employee, it's definitely a benefit to the employer, because okay. if you have employees who are at peace, it's not going to, like, the morale is automatically going to be up, you know what I mean? Like, or if you're showing that your employees that you actually care about their well-being, that you truly care about their work-life balance, and it's not just a, a, um, a line on your website, you know what I mean? You're actually showing them that you really care by providing something for them to relieve any stress that they have and not just work stress for their home stress. So when they come to work, like I said, they can show up as their best selves. Yeah. More productivity, a boost in morale. I mean, that's what they want at the end of the day, because they're thinking about their bottom line. But exactly. you gotta start with your resources. Exactly. You gotta think- start with your resources. If more employers invested in their employees, I believe they would see more retention they would see more you know productivity like it you really are the the investment is worth it and I think that is something that you offer as well you you provide that service like teaching not yet I'm in the I'm in I'm working okay looking right now (laughs) and I think that is something that's so important you know and I hope that more employers will take advantage of those type of opportunities because you know, that was something that I always did on every job that I've worked at. I've always did like a little 3 p.m. pick me up where I'll get everybody up and moving, you know, because I think that sitting in front of a computer all day or whatever you may do, standing in a factory, whatever, all day, like it can get very monotonous and you can find yourself in that place of, you can find yourself very unhappy, you know, but if you can get up and move, like our body needs it, it requires it. I think that motivates you to, okay, get back to work for the rest of the day. Um, But employers have to be open and willing to provide those services. It's so necessary. Um, So let's talk, let's kind of um, move on to journaling. Because that's a practice as well that you are very passionate about. How did you get into that, and how do you how do you do that? Um, yes, I like to call myself a journaling enthusiast. Um, <laughs> I love journaling. Um, so, I mean, I've been journaling since you know a kid. Like dear diary, all of that good stuff. You know, I fell off. I feel like once I went to college, yeah. like. And I was like, that's when I really should have been writing okay. and everything <laughs> that happened. But I fell off, definitely. And it wasn't until adulthood. Um, 
when I ran into like a little rough patch emotionally and all that stress happened that I kind of, during my meditation, I kind of turned back to that journaling aspect. And it's been saving and changing my life ever since. Um, and I know some people sometimes think of it like as this daunting task, like I can't journal, I don't got no time and all of this, but I see journaling as something as simple as picking up my phone and in my notes, when things start coming in my head or the same thought starts coming in my yeah. head to just get it out. That's good. You know what I mean? Like not holding, literally that's that's how I see journal, just get it out on paper. Um, I do provide like writing prompts, like on my IG page and stuff like that. That's to help guide people sometimes. But at the point I am like in my personal practice, life is life in. So I can't keep it in my mind. I can't keep it in my body, that stress in your yeah. body. You got to find a way to release it. So if maybe if I'm not breathing one day or yoga, um, the asana practice of yoga one day or meditating, like journaling is a great practice to have as well because you're getting it out you're getting that energy out of your system and down on paper mm -hmm. yeah and, and and things start working too when you put um stuff on paper like I I started I kind of fell off a little bit on beyond but I started in the beginning of the year um every morning writing just affirmations and like I just noticed how it just changed my day because I would hold whatever I wrote down like throughout the day so when anytime something came I remembered it because I wrote it I just didn't think it and forgot it I had actually took it from my mind wrote it down said it to myself and then throughout the day I remembered it that's all through writing that's the power of writing mm -hmm. I love that I'm even thinking right now while you're saying that like you know I could just write on a sticky note and put it on my page so I see it throughout the day because a lot of time we do forget things or you know it goes to the back of our mind but like to see it to write it down and to see it and that's what journaling is all about is seeing it like it's a form of manifestation you know by thinking it believing it and seeing it and you'd be surprised like I have a little box of just little notes that I've written of things that I desire and going back even over the years I'm like whoa that happened whoa, that happened <laughs> you know and some things haven't, and that doesn't mean that it won't happen or that it wasn't for you or it may not have been for you at that time. But another practice too that I've just recently, my therapist had recommended to me was, cause I was feeling like, oh, I'm not being as productive as I like to be. And he's like, reflect on your day at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And all it is for me is making a list of the things that I've done. Yeah. And that has really boosted my morale. Like, man, I did all that in a day that so you kind of underestimate your accomplishments. And we do that all the time to ourselves and think, you know, no matter what we've done, we're like, oh, I should have, we always want that next. We always want the, the higher thing, you know? But I think that if we are able to reflect and be like, man, look at all that I accomplished in a day. Like, imagine how much better you will feel. And so I just, it, like you said, it doesn't have to be this long, elaborate three page journal entry or whatever like just making a list making just a list. writing out your thoughts mm -hmm. something very simple but very necessary um because one of the things I feel like that keeps us in a rut or keeps us from progressing is thinking that we're not producing I think that I always say I believe everybody is a creative I believe that everybody was created to create in their own way you know, it may not be artistically, it might be in another way, but everyone has the, the gift and the, I think everyone thrives off of producing, like seeing something that they, they work towards come to life mm -hmm. and being able to write it down and see it is so rewarding. And also, when you, as you were, as you were, I agree, first of all, let me just put a dot in that. I agree with everything you just said. Um, but as you were talking, I was thinking, I was just like, you know what, that is so true. Even when you write things down and you're like, oh, it didn't come to pass. Sometimes some things have come to pass, maybe just not in the way that we thought it was going to come to pass. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a part of like that mind shift, but you can only see that when you write stuff down. Listen, <laughs> listen, that is good. That is so good. That is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, that's good. <laughs> that is really good. So getting back to yoga, what does it take? What are the requirements to become an instructor? Um, well, I guess it depends on the level. There's different, um, I guess, our certifications that you can get. Um, 
like I said, 40 hour, 200 hour, 300 hour, and that's like a 500 hour. And a 500 hour typically is where you are when you're starting to be able to provide the education of yoga to others. Okay. That's when you get into that 500 hour level. Um, yeah, so it's basically you go, I don't, I don't know how deep you want to get, but you kind of go through like, I guess, like the principles of yoga, the ethical responsibility of yoga, like the eight limb path that we just discussed a little bit. And just for the record, for anybody who's like, she didn't go through all of the yamas and niyamas. Y'all know it's a lot of them. I was trying to see that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, and just going through all of that, um, reading different texts and dialogues about yoga and meditation and the different paths, um, the, like the asana practice, learning all the different postures, the Sanskrit. So, you know, you want to keep it to its roots because that's one of the ethical responsibilities is keeping it to what yoga really is. Um, it's become really um, westernized since it's come over here to the U.S. from, you know, India and things like that. So just staying in that true essence of what yoga is for, because I know um, we kind of joke and people be like, oh, like yoga is just stretching. Like that's what they see for us over here on the West. Like, oh, they're over there just stretching. That's not yoga. Because like I was saying, there's like a whole, mm, a whole uh, energy behind yoga, not just those poses. You know what I mean? So yeah, you go through, you learn all of those different things. And, and it's a lot of self-study too. Like I'm in my 300 hour currently. And when I say this one has really changed my life, like mm. that's the way I just see everything, getting a little deeper into the text and just being able to kind of relate it to maybe some of the teachings that I learned through my Christianity faith um, and being able to tie those together and just live my life, like we're saying to the fullest, like living your fullest potential, the best version of myself or best version of whomever sells. It's so much. I know that's what it was supposed to take to become instructor, but I just can't stop talking about the benefits. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And there's different types and different levels and all of that. And it's um through a system called Yoga Alliance is that you can get your certification through. And that's where a lot of people um some people get the well, I guess the majority of people who are yoga instructors get their certifications through. Through Yoga Alliance. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you bring up how westernized it's become. And I'm not surprised because I don't know, when you go to, when you see the culture in India and just how committed they are to their practices, you know, and their beliefs, you can't help but respect it, you know, like even being a Christian, I can't help but like respect, cause I'm like, I'm not that committed to Christianity. <laughs> not saying I'm not that committed, but I, I get what you're saying. You know, that's something that they would take a sound bite of like, mm. <laughs> She ain't, she ain't a real Christian. Um, but but ain't like, I'm not that. praying at a certain time every day. And like, mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. I am, but not like, not to the level of respect and honor mm -hmm. that they have for the, what they believe. And so it's only, you know, we are very lax over here with everything that we do, <laughs> I feel like. And so it makes sense that we would take something that is supposed to be so focused sacred. on energy and exactly <laughs> sacred, so sacred and just make it like, oh, we just gonna stretch yeah. and feel better, you know, which is okay if that's what you wanna do. Yeah, it's good, but it's so life-changing. Why not get all the benefits? Why not get all the benefits? Because I, we, because of that, because of that mentality again of the go, 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 um, our, our body, our spirit, our minds are not getting filled. I feel like they're not getting filled up, you know, like we run on empty so much and a lot of us reach a breaking point that can lead to things that are just not healthy, you know? that can lead to those diseases or diseases lead to you know so many things so i think that if we did honor it in that same way we would get so much more out of it and our bodies would thank us as yeah. a result you know yeah yeah i love that you mentioned that um you talked about how some of your students come up to you and say their experiences how have you noticed like how has that felt as a teacher to make such an impact on people i'm just always grateful that it came to me for me to be able to give it to somebody else because mm. i just i just remember there was a point 
that I was just so sad and so low that I didn't even know that I didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even know the things I did not know. And that's scary. Mm -hmm. For me, that's a really scary place to be in because yeah. it's so uh, naive, I guess, or yeah. I feel kind of dumb a little bit. It's just like, how do I not know like that I can't control nothing? What have I been thinking all this time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so like the fact that I can and give that to someone else, it just grateful. Yeah. Great. That's so good. I listen to I listen to like a lot of finance podcasts and um, Earn Your Leisure is one of them. And they're always talking about like the whole point of learning learning this information is to teach someone mm -hmm. else so that they can then teach someone else. And I think that that's so important that we don't keep it to ourselves. When we find something good, you know, that we we share it, especially when it's so life changing and something that can really improve your your state of being it's so so important um what would you say to someone who is on the fence about starting yoga or just starting a new practice that is just unique to them what would you recommend to that person if you're on the fence you're going to slip eventually and i would suggest that you slip on the right side <laughs> come on like Blessings don't come through closed doors. Like you can't, we can't expect our life to change if we're doing the same thing. Like we gotta try new stuff. We yeah. have to try it. And even if you just try it one time, to just see. Mm -hmm. It might not be for you in that moment, even. Or if you tried it before, maybe it's time to try it again. You're make you're a different person now. It's a year from now, it's a week from now, it's a month from now. You're not who you were before. Mm -hmm. something in your life has changed you in some capacity or some way try something new it'll be worth it every time it'll be worth it and if it's not worth it it'll still be worth it yeah you can say you tried lesson at least yeah. that's mm -hmm. how we get through life learning the lessons try it out yeah try it out. i love that i think i think our generation and generations after us are a little more open to trying new things you know whereas like i think of like you know, my mom's generation. And I, I commend her because like she's starting a new business and she's learning social media, even though it's like foreign to her. But you know, and you see a lot of older generations trying to do that, but it's still like, this is what I do. I'm sticking with this. And I, I really want to encourage people that it's never too late to try something new. Yeah. You know, like there's not a an age limit to trying something new because honestly like you can find that the way you've been doing things for so long and it, it may have worked for those 30 years but your situation might be different or you know you're we are constantly evolving and with that we should you know be open and willing to letting something new because you never know how it might impact you and make a difference in your life so so, so unnecessary so necessary. So like this was very zen. I want to go like <laughs> now and <laughs> no, honestly, I honestly I did today, and that's not something like I I try to meditate every day, um, but that's not true. I have like periods where I'm like, okay, I'm going to meditate every day, and I fall off, right? And so today I did, and not even thinking about the fact that you were coming on here, which is funny. <laughs> um, I just needed it, you know, okay. and so I think that it's so important to listen to your body when it tells you to do those things. And as you, as you find what works for you, then you can see where it can, okay, maybe I can do this every day or maybe I can do this every other day or whatever, you know? But I think that, do you feel like there is for you, like something that you have to do every day or like how often do you find yourself meditating and practicing yoga and things of that sort? Um, well, I definitely do meditate every morning when I wake up, I pray and I meditate and I breathe. Um, those are the first two things I do when I get, wake up in the morning before I even like put my feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. I say thank you, say whatever I got to say, and then I shut up and listen to my meditation and I breathe, right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I send up practices. I probably do that personally, maybe two to three times a week, and then I teach twice a week. Um, so that's kind of when you're teaching, does it feel like practice practicing or is that like no, it's not it's okay. separate. It's definitely yeah. separate. Um, because I'm not there for me. Right. My practice is my practice. I'm there to serve. Yeah. And to impart that on other um to other people. Um 
but yeah, I, I find that I needed every day that breath work. And even when I was going through like the things I were calling the yamas and the yamas, the um, observances and the um, restrictions, practicing those every day, like that nonviolence that I was talking about, the non-stealing I was talking about, mm-hmm. all of those things, that purity coming into things, pure in action, pure in attitude, mm-hmm. oh, every day, yoga, every day. Mm-hmm. That's good, because that'll keep you from slapping somebody and just doing something you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, like, sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, I didn't even do nothing when they said that. Or I didn't even respond when they said I'm like, who am I? Like, <laughs> Listen, <am> I? <laughs> like, honestly, I find myself, too, because I've been, like, focused on patience, yeah. guarding your tongue, you yeah. know, guarding your thought, interrupting negative thoughts mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. and when I find myself responding the right way I'm like look at me look, look at, at me, me. <laughs> isn't it something where you like see it in yourself it's just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a good feeling and I just want everyone to feel that feeling I encourage everyone to find your thing you know find what you know keeps you at peace and brings you joy yeah. that's what I want for everyone because this is it's, it's a terrible life to live without that, <laughs> without that peace and without that joy. That's, so ooh, I just want everyone. That's real. Now that's real. That's, you only get one of these. Come on. And you don't want to spend it with peace? What is going on? Honestly, honestly. And you have control over that more than you think. We think we give too much credit to our circumstances. Mm. Whereas <laughs> if we like really take the time and the initiative to overcome like listen I don't care what I'm going through I don't care what environment I'm in I'm going to make my peace and my joy a priority then it can be something that you can actually achieve especially sorry but especially not looking outward right you gotta look inward because you gotta find what really matters and what's really important too Mm. because you can't be looking down down the timeline and trying to figure out what everybody else is doing and how to get to what they got like you got to figure it out for you like what's in you what's important to you like what's at your core and not somebody else's you know what I mean that's so important right now because we are in a generation of comparison with social media like we see what everyone else has and we want to keep up with the Joneses and that's not a lot of times it's not even something that you truly desire you just see them doing it and you want to flex it's not your thing that's not your piece. <laughs> That's not yours. <laughs> That's a whole word. <laughs> That's a whole word. That's so good. I love that. I love that. Like we really, first of all, that's another, that is another practice that needs to be <laughs> put your phone down. <laughs> yeah. Down. Cause honestly I had to do it. I had to put the screen notification, the screen time notification on my phone because I was like, when that came out and I saw how many hours I was on social media, I was like, no way. Like, how do I even have time for that? I'm working and blah, blah, blah. how do I have time to be on social media this much? But you don't realize, you just be scrolling. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, an hour has passed by. And I'm like, Mm-mm, it's, not, it's not healthy. It's not good because you will do it. Even if you don't think you do, subconsciously yeah. you compare. Yeah, because it. it's downloading. You're looking at it. You're seeing, mm-hmm. just like we were talking about, you seeing your writing. Same thing, mm. you've seen all this stuff coming down the timeline. You keep mm. looking at it, you get fixated on it. Like, I'm not saying you can't do it. We're all human, you know, yeah. we don't see what's going on in the world, all that stuff. It's not anything bad, but when we're talking about access, that's where we want to draw back. That part, that part. It's it's access, yes. And that's why I said with these cell phones, people have way too much access to us. And we have to know when to put it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I put the, the summary, the, the new summary thing. So I don't even get the notification. It comes in a summary at two hours, 12 o'clock and six o'clock when I get lunchtime and when I get off. I love that. I love that. Because it's too much. Because I will do it. I'll be in the middle. <clears throat> I'll be in a meeting sometimes and I'll mm-hmm. pick up my phone and I'll be scrolling. Mind you, they're talking. Next thing you know, Jaleesa, so about that report. I'm gonna be honest. I've been listening, like, cause I'm scrolling. Why am I on my phone? Yeah, and I've gotten caught doing that just on the phone <laughs> with people. Like, I was on the phone with my grandma, and, and she said something. Now that I'm reading Instagram, like, <laughs> you're not even giving people the time. You know, a, a 20 minute phone conversation, you can't focus because you're too busy scrolling. Listen, I have that habit. I want to be. 
because we have that multitask, you know, mentality. Like I have to be doing something else. I can't just sit still and talk on the phone. Like I need to be doing something else too. And it's like, why, why are we so afraid of being still? Because that's when the hard work comes in. That's why we're so, we already know the answer to that now. Mm. We're so scared that we're going to really find out something that Mm. we don't want to find out. Cause that's the only way we find out stuff about ourselves is when we quiet. Yeah. Mm, that's it. That's it. And I love too, that you mentioned after you pray, meditate, you listen Yeah. because a lot of time we complain that we don't hear from God or we, you're not still, when, when, when are you going to hear, you know, like <laughs> right. you're, you're doing all the talking. It's just you, you know, it's a monologue. Literally. <laughs> And listen, stop and listen. Man, this was good, Jaleesa. This was such a good conversation. I could go on and on. Listen. I feel, this felt like a therapy session. <laughs> for you and for me. <laughs> Let me tell you. So while we're talking about social media, why don't you share your social media handle? <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> so follow you and how can they sign up for your classes? Let them know all the good stuff. Okay, so um, you can follow me on Instagram at 2ndlife, L-I-F-E, wellness. So that's second life wellness, because um, we all have two lives. And the second one begins when we realize we only have one. Mm. All right, so <laughs> that's on IG. Um, there, I just show where my classes are, when I'm having classes. Um, like I said, I share journal and prompts monthly um sometimes I do a monthly sometimes I do a weekly sometimes I do it every day it just depends on the month and what's going on um and if you want to find me any other time or contact me for anything you can find me at jaleesajlewis.com so that's g-e-l-i-s-a-j-l-e-w-i-s.com yes make sure you follow you go to the website you sign up do you offer any virtual classes or just anything? i do some of my classes are virtual the sound bath is virtual on um bi-weekly on sundays they're virtual um my wednesday night class which is breathe stretch flow on wednesday nights which you'll see all this on the website or on my ig page but um that is a virtual and in studio as well i love it sign up and do, get to your best self okay yes this get to your best you. i'm telling she you it's gonna help you get to that second life which is the one life i love that confucius <laughs> said it that's not my quote y'all okay but but it's, it's, it's real like, it's real it's so real and it's so true jaleesa thank you so much for being here this was so good I needed this conversation on today and I thank you for being here. Make sure you follow Delisa and all that she's doing. And until next time, I'm Renee Nicole. Have an amazing week. Thank you for watching Name a Better Duo podcast.